Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. One episode tonight, one combined mega episode. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful night for a podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We had a lot to say last uh, last week. We had two episodes, and thank you again for following along from uh, Thursdays, our regular scheduled days, and we went to Tuesday, uh, from Thursday to Tuesday, <laughs> no. Thursday to nope. Friday. Uh, but now we're doing one full episode, everything all in one spot. Uh, because I feel like that's just what Seth Green would want in his yes, last if you have final dying on wishes. Either way, if you feel strongly about it, you can let us know. Uh, we will take take your thoughts into consideration. Just let us know. But um, yeah, we're gonna try. We thought if it was a crazy long episode, it would be easier if it was broken up into two parts. So if that was easier for you, great. And if it was not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and I do want a quick shout out before we jump right into it, which this is going to be an interesting episode because it's going to be boozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, want to shout out our dear friend Ashley, who is a listener. Uh, Ashley has been a friend of mine since uh, since our days at Disney. Worked shout together out. in another job, uh, two jobs together actually. After that, so we've worked at three companies together. Um, so shout out Ashley. When you're listening to this, shoot me a text and let me know how embarrassed you are. And by embarrassed, I mean just glowing with pride that two mm-hmm. world famous podcast hosts were saying your name because they love you deeply one more than the other i think i met this person i believe you did yes um anyways so what are you drinking tonight kelsey i've got my favorite a classic Ooh, a miller light this episode is brought to you by miller light <laughs> Miller Lite, come on the show. How the fuck do I get this shit off? <laughs> Did you have a? Is that a screw top? No. I was like, what if this is like you need a like you need a corkscrew? <laughs> Carmen's fuck. trying to open an entire bottle of wine, guys. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Listen. Ooh, that was <laughs> nice. That was <laughs> nice. That was it's a nice. C sharp major, and here we go. Listen to this. Hey, it's the Buzz Buzz honey drink. Yes, it is. Oh, my. I should have just drank right out of the fucking you bottle. You really should have. Okay, after I'm done with this glass, I'm just drinking out of the bottle the rest of the night. So, cheers, friend. Cheers. Clink. Clink, 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 clink. Oh, I just spilled on my Mac. Carmen's dumb, you guys. Oh, I'm dumb. Says the woman who yep. had her red receipts on for the last Only forever. for Carmen. I only had read receipts on for Carmen. And he, when he told me, I thought he was lying. And then he had to send me a screenshot. And I was wildly embarrassed. And I thought they were on for everybody. But thank God they were only on for Carmen. But I turned them off. Yeah, turn I them off like a jerk. I have people knowing that I read their, <laughs> read their text messages. Yeah, I could not have that shit as well. I am terrible. Because what I do is I'll read a text. And then I'll respond four days later. And yeah. uh, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Or so, never. I'm like, yeah, if I re- if it's past 24 hours, then it's too late. I can't respond. I respond regularly in the 24-hour plus period. You I are, feel like... You're pretty good about responding, at least to me. 
I guess I'm just well, a priority. <laughs> you and I have business. That's like oh, Jessica. Okay. So it has nothing to do with our friendship. Great. Thank yeah. Jessica is so bad at texts. Jessica's terrible at texts. I have to call her like four or five times. And she's like, what is it an emergency? And I'm like, no, but I thought you were dead. So <laughs> whatever. Anyways, Grey's Academy. And Anatomy. Okay, so we're not doing the music part, guys. It's the same song title as last time. If you want to listen to the Wait, info, what? If you want to listen no, to the No, it's not. Info, what episode did I watch? It's the same one. You're um, right. I know. You and your you and your jokes. Um, <laughs> oh my. Um I'm making what? faces at Carmen. I don't know. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Just making faces. Um okay. I'm so, drunk. Okay. If you have <laughs> just got a notification about heavy size. What? It says long exhales of breath have often been associated with frustration or even despair, but a recent study shows that sighing is actually good for you. <sighs> I do do that a lot. Maybe yeah, out of to me. Yeah. Cause you're frustrating. Oh, Interesting. Um, All right. Episode. We have episode things yes. to talk about. So if this you want to listen to the song, it was Crash to Me. It was Dave Matthews. You can go back an episode, two episodes to the part one of part one and listen to Carmen talk about it. We also will not have a Shondaland because it's the same as last time. Okay. This is episode 10 of the fourth season. The 71st episode overall. Crash into me part two. Still written by Krista Viernoff and Shonda Rhimes, but different director. It was directed by Jessica Yu, who we have seen prior. It aired December 6th, so I think there was like a two-week gap in between the last Can you imagine having to wait two weeks? <laughs> no, Does I don't Seth need Green to imagine. Does I literally just did it in real life when I was in high school. I was 17. What a time. What a time. Do you remember being 17 and like thinking... That, that you, anything you were doing was important because it was not. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that everything that I did at 17 was important. Yeah, I bet that's true. <laughs> and here we are in the same place. I had, I had this conversation with someone at work the other day and they're like, man, I just, I just want to go to college and get my degree and end up successful like you, Carmen. And I was like, I'm gonna Buddy, pump the do brakes. I have news for you? <laughs> I'm gonna pump the fucking brakes right here. I ain't got no with me. degree. <laughs> Luckily, 17-year-old Carmen decided that. Yeah, that worked out for him. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Off and on. <laughs> um, also, okay. I got I I got I went on a shopping spree at Fabletics. Oh my god. Oh my, I love their pants, but these ones that I got were the five inch shorts and they're unlined. So like my dick and balls are just hanging, just, they're just floating. They're on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All of them. <laughs> I need to legally separate myself from you as a human being. I, the stupidest thing is I said they're floating. But I said that's, the that is not the stupidest thing you said. It's, which part was, which part was what like, I said? Well, dick and balls. The, the stupidest part was when you started talking and then you just oh. like kept going. 
it started out really strong. Had seventeen point seven eight million views, so three million more than last time. So everyone was like, "Guys, you gotta watch this episode. Seth Green is exploding." Okay, the Netflix synopsis. Meredith furiously works to save the life of a paramedic trapped inside an ambulance, and Lexi hold a pa- holds a patient's life in her hands. Mostly right. They left out Bailey. And they left Matt out. And Sloan and Alex and Christina and everyone else in the cast. A Bailey and Tucker and a whole Nazi thing. <sighs> yeah. Everything. All right. How do we, how do we want to start this? Because this... This really was intense. And I, I didn't even write notes for the recap because I'm like, fuck it. It's it's about to happen. I have I, nothing. The recap literally was only about the last episode. And what was bonkers to me is in the recap, they did not put Rose and Derek. And I thought, mm. surely that will be in this recap. And it was not. But it was the ambulance crash, the swastika, Ray and Stan, Mary, Ava, Lexi, Alex, Meredith and Derek, Izzy, her patients. Um nick and the artery so that was basically the recap yeah and the last half a second was seth green saying i like you and then his head exploding out of his neck Mm -hmm. which i thought was funny because it just went from two scenes almost in the blink of an eye Uh, yeah like also that's like how it picks up right it's like his artery blows and then like they they it takes a long time to get back to him (laughs) that is not at all how i expected the episode to start back up. I thought it would start back up with Lexi's hands just dug right into his neck. Yeah, uh, it does like a it flash takes a while forward to, get there. to the end of the day and shows us clips of the ends of all these end scenes from these storylines. Yeah, and they then, pull a little bit of a yeah. ma night Shyamalan with that. Mm, mm, little twisty twisteroo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it starts showing us uh, Christina and Meredith dancing it out. Alex making out with Ava and like not talking to her. Christina being nice to Lexi. Callie sitting with Mark. George and Izzy laying on the bed together. And then Meredith telling Derek that she doesn't want him to date anyone else. And then Weber just kind of like standing over the crash as it's cleaned up. And then as they're on that shot of them like taking the ambulances away, it like comes around him. It's very cinematic. And it cuts from being nighttime to like back to the day where he's in the same spot. Like all the stuff is like still like going to shit he's also still standing there to this day he's yeah. he has not moved yes and it's i'm bummed out that that was spoiled for you because he has been in that spot every single episode <laughs> since, since season four well let me tell you i actually went on a gray's reddit page today oh. and i know everything about this sh- no i'm kidding i'm kidding i know nothing <laughs> oh, God, oh wow so mad. i had you Did fooled you for a second in my yeah. eyes no, I, here's the thing. I, I've been telling a lot of people lately about the, the Gray's podcast because I, I, I've been meeting a lot of new people with this new job and they're like, Oh, like, tell me about yourself. Well, I got a couple podcasts. Uh, they're like, Oh, what is it about? And I'm like, well, do you watch Gray's Anatomy? And they either say, no, I never watched it. Or they go, Oh my gosh. Yes. Are you at the, and I'm like, please stop. Just please <laughs> stop now. Uh, because I, I, it's not what you think. I've never seen it. Stop. <laughs> and then one girl today was like, oh, listen, no, I don't know anything about uh, the show. All I know is that half Catherine Heigl was on it. And then she and I'm like, I just I need you to stop right there. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> but whatever you're about to say next, I just don't want to risk it. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't. You can get caught up to where we are in the podcast by listening 
and giving us your patronship. And then yes. you can discuss with me where we are currently. Yeah. That's only the only talk safe way to, you. to do it. That's the only safe way to do it. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, I actually, uh, I like the way they did it looking back on it. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I like the way they did the intro and it, it kind of went through the fat, the flashbacks and then it came back in and then you hit the flashbacks on the way out at the end of the episode. I, I really did enjoy that actually. Yeah. Yeah. You pick back up, but you get like the whole scene, like not just the clip, like the pan out and the big picture of it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, yeah, it's a good episode. You want to rank rate it or? <laughs> yeah, let's call it a day. Let's just, uh, this is it. And this is the shortest episode in Gray's history. Yes. Uh, let's start with Ray. You want to start with Ray? Is that good with you? I do want to start with Ray. And I truly was like, why would we talk about Star Wars just now when you said that? Truly. <laughs> you mean you're, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. We're taking a picture. That's all. Uh, that dead air silence. We love that dead air silence mm-hmm. only when it's picture taking. Uh, this, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> okay. So Ray, um, the saddest part of all of Ray's storyline is he's like, uh, Meredith, can you just like close Stan's eyes for me? Yeah. That this was a bummer. This dude's dead right here. Yeah. She's like laying on top of a dead person. Completely. They, like do not address that. That is unpleasant. Well, there's 14 million people who caught up 3 million people and, and were like, listen, she's going to be on this dead guy. It's okay. Tonight at midnight when this episode re-airs with part one, you need to watch it. He dies. Uh, <laughs> very sad. Very tragic. But he's a hero. Remember that. He's a hero. He is. It's so true. Um, so, what, so what notes do you have for Ray? Because uh, the, the big thing with me, with Ray, uh, that I... Um, he progressively got more hysterical towards the end of last episode. And through this episode, he basically was kind of like, Meredith, I need you to do a good job. And also, are they talking about me? Am I going to die? This is great. I hate it. And obviously, he's under a lot of stress. The dude's been hanging upside down for hours, probably in real time, too, because he's an actor and this isn't CGI'd. Uh, but the whole Meredith situation, she really does. I mean, she goes above and beyond because she's inside yeah. the ambulance with this guy for. And she's like talking him down and time. she's like, hey, I'm also scared. You know what? This we're going to get through it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she's going in to help. She's like on shattered glass. Well, she has to get stitches afterwards, which I I know that's crazy. Uh, I have a very low pain tolerance. I'd be like, listen, Weber, you got to get in there. Ray needs you. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Couldn't be me. There's broken glass everywhere. I cannot do this. Um. Uh, so, yeah, she has to have stitches. Well, she comes out and, he, and Weber's like, you're bleeding. And she's like, nah, nah, it's everyone else's blood. And I'm like, he's like, no, you need, literally need stitches. She's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So, the yeah, there's not probably the least amount to say, so, shockingly. With yeah. this storyline. It was very um, intense, but like the there wasn't a was lot. very upsetting. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mind needles that much. Like I have tattoos. I I can, as long as I don't, if I like need to get blood taken or like get a shot, as long as I'm not like looking at it going in, I'm fine. Um, But like that thing was too big. No, no, thank you. I did not care for that at all. 
18 gauge. Even mm-hmm. Ray was like, yeah, that's a big, that's a big ass needle, Meredith. And Meredith that's is like, the biggest one. I don't know what to tell you. Your heart's yep. going to explode without it. Han said so. <laughs> yep. Here we all are. Um, so yeah. And Han, I like when Meredith kind of puts her in her place. She's like, can you read the room? Can you shut the fuck up right now? <laughs> Could you do that for us, please? Um, so yeah. And then the whole thing, like with the wife, do you want to touch on that? Like where he, t- he's like, tell Sarah that I'm sorry that like base. And I'm like, you didn't do anything, man. <laughs> like, are you sorry that like, you're the one that didn't die or that survived or like, that's what he's that. That's what the way I it's interpreted just sad. it. There's a survivor's remorse. I would imagine with a lot mm-hmm. of these situations, uh, especially because they're partners and, yeah. uh, I don't know enough about the partnership relationship of paramedics and EMTs mm-hmm. and how often you work together. If it's like that of police officers where like you're literally all the time. Yeah. Like that yeah. is your partner. You don't. Oh, who am I going to be partnered with today? Who's my who's my part? My buddy. Um, yeah. Also, I don't know why that was really Kermity. I apologize, everyone. <laughs> who's who's uh, my my partner today? Uh, Miss Piggy. I'll be. Yeah, Ooh, I would fuck her. Come okay. shut the fuck up. This is a family oh, show. I'm sorry. Um, Did somebody say Megan? No, I'm, I'm I done. I am going uh, to divorce this podcast. <laughs> so there's a lot of survivor's remorse. Also, anyone who hasn't listened to Dude Thoughts, that last 30 seconds is going to be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, apologies. I like the scene where Meredith is like, hey, Sarah, um... This sucks. I understand that your yeah. dead husband's ghost is now hanging out with Denny Duquette in this hospital <laughs> and a girl from a train with a pole inside of her. I understand that. But you need to be there for Ray. Yeah. What was your take on that reseeing this from I, like, like when you originally I, saw it, maybe? The sentiment, I understand. I understand what she's saying, but like that Sarah is straight up like... <laughs> My husband is dead in this hospital and you just want me to like stay here. Like it's I a mean, little intense. I, I and I'm just like, well, you're gonna and Meredith's like, well, you're gonna go home and have no one. I would be like, no, I'm gonna go home and have friends and family. Like, and alcohol. <laughs> like and, and like a lot of crying in my bed. I don't know. I mean, obviously, like for the drama of it, whatever, but I wasn't. It's nice that like they were there for each other, but also I'm like, really, Ray has no one ever, really. Have we not called anyone over the last six days while we've been having this man hang upside down? We didn't call anyone. I know, right? He doesn't have uh, parents or siblings or Stan was his only friend. Like that was it. If you go to if you go to Ray's Facebook page, it's literally one. <laughs> Just Stan. His yeah. MySpace friend ranking was easy to accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> he still uses his Nokia Fa5. Uh, the thing about um, that that I really didn't like is Meredith kind of bullies Sarah into saying, like, I'm scared, so you have to be scared, too. Yeah. It she it leveled with Ray. It levels with Ray, where he's like, I'm fucking scared. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, me too. It calms him down. But, like, Sarah is, she just has to do it. She's grieving. In a totally different way that Ray was. So, yeah, I didn't really love that. Uh, 
that Weber and her have a nice moment at the end where she's like, yeah, that, that was impressive. Like you did really good work. Um, I know that you were scared. That's what makes it more impressive. But also you have to get stitches and I'm going to do it right here. Apparently I'm just going to clean your wound and do it right here. Standing next to you while talking to you. Yeah. Those are really all the notes I got for Ray. Um, anything else you got? Anyone? No, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I did really like the line that Weber has when he's like, it's good to be scared. It means you still have something to lose or something like that. I like that line a lot. Um, yeah. And then like at the end when he's talking to Meredith, he's like, you did a good job today. And she, she did good. She, yeah. there was a couple of times where she was like doing too much with the needle, which obviously the needle is five feet long. It's hard yeah, she's not just to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like digging digging. with that. Like it's yucky. insane. Um, All right. Where to next friend. Let's talk about, um, Izzy and Han. They're kind of back and forth between patients. Um, cause they're working on Mr. Nolson and then they get paged out to Ray. I am s- going to have a burp. Maybe. I don't know. This beer, man. It's mm. hitting me funny. Are you uh, drunk? Uh, there me. it is. <laughs> Podcast. I hope you brought a second one to what a lady. No, this is my last one. I'm very sad. Um, get another drink. Get a Seltzy. I, uh, Carmen, the only ones I have in my house are those Topo Chico fucking pieces of garbage. Oh, Topo Chico is shit. I wish, I don't mind the, like, just sparkling water. I really don't. But, like, I grabbed one of those, like, the pineapple seltzer. I wish Michael had been filming me. I was like, (laughs) when I drank it. It was offensive. You know I don't like to waste beverages or food. But I was like, I physically am unable to consume this. I've got a whole bottle of cinnamon honey mead to drink, so you better get another drink. I don't have another one, bud. I don't care if you have to choke down a Topo Chico. I'm not I don't doing give that. a fuck. Okay, that's fine that you don't. I'm not doing I'm it. I'm going to hack not. into your phone and put on the red receipts for me again and not tell if you. If you lived here, you could bully me into drinking alcohol, but you don't, mm. so here we are. Interesting. <laughs> Says the person who could move to Chicago. I would Interesting. never. <laughs> Neither one. No one likes the cold. You don't like the cold. I love the cold. You don't like the snow. I love the snow. You are a liar. I love that you think that I'm a liar. You well, good because I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are we um, talking so about? So Han. So yes, Han and Izzy. So Izzy's with Han on this case with Mister Jacob Nolston, and he has some kind of heart thing and also the thing in his leg that Callie's dealing with. And also Mark is there for whatever in the chest cavity. And they're like, and Callie, everyone is there. Well, Callie's there for the thing in the leg. Oh, that's right. I Mark's forgot. there for the thing in the chest cavity. And, um, so they're doing the surgery and like, it's going okay. And then they're like, cool, we can like wrap it up and everyone else will wants to use this OR, but she gets paged to Ray, obviously, because he has periocardial synthesis. Photosynthesis. Yeah. And so. Um, periocardio photosynthesis. <laughs> and um, while they're out there and she's like walking Meredith through what she needs to do, uh, they get paged back because some like his heart graph just like stopped being a thing like it blew i think they said totally so ruptured yeah I, I assume that's bad assume nothing with your heart it should be functional it should be intact 
Well, you look at um, all the blood that got on Alex. It was a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's just big, he's just busy irrigating. He's like, I'm just irrigating. Sloan told and me to then, irrigate. Yeah, and uh, Ava, Rebecca is still up in the gallery just looking down on that shenanigans. Um, so Han comes back in. This is a, like, I don't mind Han so much in this episode. I feel like Han has an arc. She's she's genuine. It's it. What I like that this episode does for Han is it shows us that she is just who she is. Like nothing we've seen so far is like an act she's putting on. Like she's just this person. She is just this. This is her truest self, her authentic yeah. self. Yeah. And she she is hard on herself. And and Sloan calls that out. He's like, it's interesting that you're as mean to yourself as you are to everybody else. Um, because she's really hard on herself when she, for not like catching the the infection on the graft that blew. Um, and I also really like when she calls out Mark, and she's like, um, "If you were homely, you'd have lost your job, but because you're attractive, no one fires you for saying the shit you say." Which is valid and probably true. Do you have it written down of what he said before that? Yeah, because I didn't think i didn't feel like it was as egregious as some of the other shit that he had said last episode and no, no, no it definitely wasn't i think it was just piling on and it's also one of those things where like if you like the words you say written down aren't that bad but it's like the delivery and the intonation and like the, mm, and the whatever faces you're making um because i do think it was something about like complimenting her technique or whatever and he's like oh i can't compliment your technique and she's like, oh, you're going to play dumb now? Like, does that work for you? Is it because you're attractive you that it works that you play dumb? So, yeah. The, there was a scene, too, with Han and Izzy uh, where they were walking out to, originally, to, to Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, well, and Izzy said that she wanted to check in on the family. She wanted to touch base with the kids. Yeah, this whole storyline was... It it was kind of in, intense, and it comes back, and unfortunately, Izzy pays the price with the way that the mom totally low roads her at the end of the episode. Because spoiler alert, uh, we didn't say this, but Ray lives. Uh, Ray spoiler lives. alert: Jacob lives. Mr. Nelson lives. Yeah, and Mary lives, and Shane lives. Yes. So I was wrong. I thought everyone would die, but I called Seth. Seth no, Green think, died. I think you said Mr. Nelson was going to live, but I think you did say everyone else was going to die. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing with the family where, where Izzy's like, I want to go check up on them. And Han was like, okay, you need to figure out your shit. Go be a social worker because it's two years of, uh, school, not 12. 12. And I think that's the first time that anyone really has been like, Izzy. Prioritize. Shut the fuck up. Go do this if you don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think it's a little harsh. But you can be like a grief counselor in a hospital who's gone mm-hmm. through a lot of stuff as a, a doctor. You can get a doctorate in that, I'm sure. There's a lot of things you can do. Mm-hmm. You could be a social worker and have a doctorate in your social work, whatever. Uh, but she does want to have the best soft skills out of everyone in the group, which is fine. But Han obviously doesn't see that as a skill. And then well, we also, see that. I think go we ahead, do have ahead. to remember the timing of this specific thing, because this is when they are running back and forth, like Ray's hanging upside down. They like Mr. Nolson's still in the yeah. And because she does say in that she's like, you can update the family when the crisis has passed. 
So I will say if she had made those comments like in the OR, if Izzy was like, hey, are you OK? Like, can I step out and update them? And Han responded that way. I would be like, that's unnecessary. Um, but because they are in the middle of like being pulled several different ways and it is actually a matter of life and death for everybody, I kind of think it is a little more valid. It's important. It's just important to remember that for the sake of the context of the scenario, because um she does say that she's like, yeah, you can update them. Like when we're done, like putting out all these fires, like, like eight people are dying right now and we are responsible. So I do think that's worth noting. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I, it, Izzy does prioritize soft skills more than any of the other doctors, obviously like George and Meredith care about them, but it's not a priority. Alex and Christina do not give a flying fuck about soft skills at all. None, yeah. Zero whatsoever. Um, and so, what I don't like is the way this wife reacts. Like I have horrendous anxiety. Like I am medicated. It's bad. Like I understand having anxiety and like being panicked in that situation. I've never had to be there when Michael was having a heart surgery. Luckily I have had to be there when other members of my family were having heart surgery. And I cannot imagine speaking so poorly to the person like responsible for saving them. Never in a million years. No. It's just also like, I just don't, I don't care what anyone, like, just, I'm not, don't be rude to people. I think it's just from working in like the hospitality and service industry for so long. Like, I'm just going to try my hardest not to be rude to someone because chances are at least two other people have already been really rude to them that day. Yeah. I just don't want to be the story that person tells about like, listen to this bitch. You know what also, I mean? so, Izzy wasn't really being rude. She wasn't she being wasn't. confrontational. She's like, I just don't know. She's like, like I, I don't can, have an update. Like, yeah, she probably was like, oh, I can go find out. And the woman's like, no. You, Get away if you don't from know, my family, you're if you don't us. know, <laughs> if you don't know right now off the top of your head, I will file a sexual harassment lawsuit like, and a racial discrimination profiling here's the suit. Thing, also, when she, when Izzy first, and she's like. When she says like really hateful things like did she did you have a bad teacher who didn't teach you how to be a good doctor or do you have bad parents who didn't teach you how to be a good person like what that's that is that's a hard jump lady that is zero to a hundred really fucking fast very unnecessary and I don't care for it. That's um, like, imagine me helping someone at work and they're like, you have this shoe out of stock in my size. What do you come from a terrible home? Well, yes, but yeah, I was about uh, to say you'd, you'd have the leg up because you could be like, well, actually, my dad uh, <laughs> and my mom. Me, uh, so. yes, uh, no, um, but yeah, so mean. And then at the end of the episode, like the guy pulls through Alex is with him. Yeah. She goes in to check and the lady's like, we don't we don't need There's your kind around no here. Reconciliation. None this woman has no repercussions for being hateful. Like, I understand. And then also, like, I'm not going to say the woman was being dramatic. But when she got, this is a very throwaway thing. I only noticed it because I had subtitles on. After she first yells at Izzy and Izzy goes to leave and she goes to the nurse's station, she goes, my husband is Jacob Nolson. He went into surgery hours ago. Can you find someone who can tell me if he's dead or alive? I was like, okay. They would tell you if he was dead. Okay. Yeah. Literally, they would tell you if he was dead. Okay. The sad thing too is that little girl has to see her parents, yes. her mom, being a dick 
to Izzy. So now that little kid is going to grow up thinking it's okay to be a dick to someone named yeah. Izzy, who's a blonde doctor at a hospital <laughs> where her future husband is going to be having surgery and no one knows the answer. Exactly. It be psych the the cycle begots the itself. It's it's cyclical, guys. It's cyclical. Don't be a dick. Um, do be nice. Yes, please. Out here uh, do being. Oh, sorry, I bumped the desk. Okay. So yeah. Um okay, you can know we just, what we can get into. Wait, what ooh, do you have to add? I was just gonna say, do we want to just talk about all of the the Han storylines here so far? Yeah, I was actually going to say Izzy and George, but we can finish up with Han No, no, first. Let, let's talk Izzy and George, because this shit is fucking dumb. <laughs> fucking, I'm so, I, I'm glad oh, that so you told me that they were broken up last episode. Yeah. Because I was waiting to see how they wrap it up, but then when they do the flashback, I'm like, they're fucking cuddling. Yeah. And then they end with dancing, and they're like, I love you. Let's dance. But also, we should see other people. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, let's go ahead and s- we'll force skip our awkward stage and just right into the, uh, we're friends again. No worries. And the writing room was like, hey, guys, we got nothing. Should we just skip it? And they go all in favor, and everyone's hand goes, skip it. Make them dance. <laughs> dance it out, guys. Dance it out. What did you have to say? Because, you know, Izzy's really always annoyed um, that Christina and Meredith are friends. So I did like that she was invited into the circle. Um, So it was nice of Meredith to extend that to her. I agree. It was a nice end scene. I actually really liked it. Yeah. Uh, Because Lexi was there. And Lexi's like, I just want to drink because... Mm -hmm. This guy who's hitting on me died and he like Let me he, say, we, like, they had to kill him because their chemistry was too good. Like too if he good. hadn't lived, they had he would have to come back because they they would have had to date. Yeah. Their chemistry was too good. Like it was I mean, and he all they did, he was just laying in a bed the whole time. And their chemistry was about two hundred and fifty six times better than George and Izzy's. So I will say while George and Izzy did have chemistry uh Lexi and what's his name? Dr. Nick. Evil Scott? Nick? Nick? <laughs> Close. Uh Scott Evil. Scotty New. Uh I'm number 2. Okay, this is how the episode gets long. <laughs> oh. Um I don't know what I was saying. Uh I've drank half Nick. this bottle of wine so far. Nick uh should come back as another character years later. And see Lexi and go, do I know you? And she goes, do I know you? And then they part ways and they never see each other again. Well, they part ways because maybe, maybe they'll have a seance and they'll call back every person who's ever died at the hospital. Well, he's for sure stuck with Denny in the afterlife. You think so? And Dylan? Yeah. So we're going to get a flashback with Seth (laughs) Dylan. And Denny, they're going to do another flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Fuck. Um, okay. Yes, they had chemistry. End scene. Very cute. Except for the part where George and Izzy are dancing. I just, what does it mean that I don't think it's our chemistry, it's our timing? Then you just be together longer and you give the time itself to figure it out. I don't yeah. get that. You just told each other you loved each other. Just stay together at that point. But 
But they don't have chemistry. He he said we have chemistry. Yeah. He was like, don't worry. It's not because we don't have chemistry. It's just the timing. The timing is bad because we're together all the time and we already live in the same house. So it's really difficult to be in a relationship. It's definitely not the chemistry. It's the timing. I got to sneeze somewhere up here. Up in your up in your nostril there. Anyways, nope. George and Izzy don't have chemistry. And no, now they're they not do. together anymore. I predict that before the end of season four, they get back together. Okay. The timing I mean, will be different. They did say someday, someday, maybe. And they no. both seemed super enthusiastic about it. So They were sad. Get off their back. Uh, Izzy's going to leave the show before they get back together. They will never get together again. Official prediction. We are never, ever. So who do you think George will, George and Izzy will sleep with next? Uh, George is going to sleep with Callie. Sloan. <laughs> Han. And then he's going to rub it in, in Mark's face and say, remember when you <laughs> fucked my wife before we were married? I fucked mm-hmm. Han. And then Han's going to bring Addison back. And George, Addison, and Han are going to have a threesome. You actually have to start watching Private Practice very soon. I know. I miss her. Does she come but back? Like, Is that who comes back? Yeah. Like, there's a crossover episode in, like, four episodes. That's why we literally have to watch a lot of private practice very quickly. How many episodes do I need to watch? I think, like, 11. Maybe what the 14. fuck, Kelsey? Carmen, I've been saying we have to watch it. But that's different than giving me an exact schedule of when to watch by and okay, how many I episodes. I thought we needed three mother. episodes. Um, yeah, but you're my partner. Yeah, and is now a time to. What's the equivalent of a swastika tattoo on my stomach, but for anti-white women? Okay, specifically named Kelsey. I think it's probably. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Okay, let me let me double check. But yeah, you got it. You have those really long drives. You don't need to watch it. You can just listen to the. I need to watch it. No, no, no. You good? You good? What I need to do is get a job where I could take the train every day. Shout out Alicia, who sent me an email with literally every single Grey's and um, private practice crossover episodes for my own reference. And that's what I am now referencing. So in episode 13 of Grey's Anatomy, she is back. 13 of what? Season four? Yeah. Yeah. That's like literally tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Alicia, shout out. Thank you. Okay. Anything else with... (laughs) Anything else with Izzy and George? I feel like um, George was Thank spending God a lot of his time this episode say. with Tucker. Uh, so he did spend a lot of time with Tucker. Him, him, and Izzy's time together was very small. Uh, there was a scene where uh, Izzy was like, "I'm never going to be Christina. I'm never going to be Han. I'm never going to be hardcore." And George is like, "Good." When maybe yeah. he should have been like, "I'm not going to say anything right now. This is just your time to vent. It's okay." Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a good scene because that's when the, she's like, I love you. And he's like, yeah, I love you too, but we should break up. And that's yeah. fine. It's whatever. I'm glad they're finally done. Yeah. Oh, good. Goodbye. Good riddance. Jesus Christ. That was awful. The only um, thing was important about their storyline is that I was correct because I'm always I right. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, the worst part about them being together is that you were right about it. Um, But I did a good job misleading you for a long time. 
You literally did not. You failed 99% of the time. And 1% of the time, I was like, well, maybe. 1% of the time, I was like, well, maybe. And then the next day, I was right. Because I'm a fucking genius. Izzy was like, you've made a terrible mistake. And you were like, they can definitely not sleep together after that. And that is exactly when they slept together. Yeah. Got to stick to my guns from now on. Still waiting for Thatcher to ride in on a horse in the hospital. (laughs) Well, he can't drive. He's too drunk. Alice, my pants! <laughs> Alice, my pants! Okay. My pants! So, did you have anything else about Han? At the I end, like her. She comes in and, and she's like, I understand that this is going to be weird, but will you guys be my friends? Yeah, it's nice. It's sweet. I like that she did that. And yeah. also, Callie has to be a translator for both Han and Mark. Yeah. Because she's like, Mark. I love Callie. Callie's separate from George and also not being chief resident. She's like back on top, man. She's, she's back so in good. her game. She's back being a good surgeon. She's back being a good teacher. Like, she was on it when they were like, she was like, I'm done here. What do you need me to do? And he's like, get this and this and this. And she's like, I'm getting it. And you know what? Good on her. She's like she got it. where she needs her head is Her head is in the right spot. And I love that for her. Yeah, George ruined it, Izzy ruined it for her, and then Weber ruined it for her, too, by giving mm-hmm. her a job that he knew he should have given to Bailey. Yep. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, it's it's funny because she goes in, and she's talking to the to Callie and Mark, and Callie's like, or Mark's like, why the fuck on earth would I do that? And Callie's like, uh, I'm going to raise my hand very gently here. Uh, she needs a friend. And... <laughs> She's like, it's so funny because she's like, if I say yes, do you promise not to hit on me? And he's like, I can't promise that. And she's like, what if I say please? And Callie is like, it's Han. He just can't promise that. He cannot promise it. (laughs) And that is just so funny. That to me stole the whole episode when she's like, I, he just can't, I I can't. And I know him. He can't. We fucked. It's going to (laughs) work. I know him in the biblical sense. Uh, that's all um, I got for her. Like Anything you got for Problematic in reality, but it's fine. I love Mark Sloan, but like, I'm we're not gonna look too much into it. Sometimes you just have to think. You know what? It is what it is. We're gonna pa- look past it. You know, he was in Burlesque. I did not know that. Did you recently watch that? Because they added it to Netflix. No, it. You know the because it keeps you know the, coming up on my Netflix. The TikTok videos where they uh, make fun of cheerleader girls who say, "My name is so and so, and I'm going to this co- this this college," and then they do like the mascot That's thing, the sorority, so whatever it is. Yeah, but they they do that, and uh, Jessica was saying you should do this video on TikTok where you just make fun of Christina Aguilera in burlesque in this scene. <laughs> And I was like, okay, but I need this two-piece outfit. And I think Mark Sloan is in that that movie, I think. Couldn't tell you. I, I mean, I can. Hear. I can get on that. You cannot IMDb it. No. Because of spoilies. I yeah. I don't want to spoil burlesque is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Ooh, the- <laughs> no, it would tell me how many episodes Mark is in. I should look. That's why I told you not to do it. Okay. Um, okay, so next topic. Next topic. Tell us the next topic. Well, he is in burlesque. His name is Marcus. How interesting. Slowness. Marcus <laughs> Slowness. Marcus Slowness. <laughs> Carmen's drunk, guys. This is the problem when you work 10 hour days and you drive two of them. Yeah, that's trash. And then you're already half a bottle in of honey mead. 
with uh, an alcohol content of 26 percent. What the? F- I'm kidding. It's like five percent. Yeah, it's definitely not. Oh okay. no, it's ten percent. It is double digits though. We love to see it because that stuff's not. It's not that expensive, and it's tasty. It goes down easy. Mm-hmm. Smooth like honey, mead. It's- Okay, um, so what else? Let's get all the big stuff. We'll save the big stuff for last. So let's see. What well, else? Well, let's do this. Dunhan. Hold on. If we're going to do that, home stretch. let's go ahead and take a quick moment for a message from our regional sponsors. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. And we are back. That We're was back. so nice of them. Thank, Thank you, so much, you regional, regional sponsors. We love you. We also All love right. you, listeners. Sorry about ads. It's true, but we need them because they pay us. Um, <laughs> okay. So this episode is just like choppy. It's good, but it's just like all over the place. Like, you know how a lot of episodes, like it's peak grays, we're like at the climactic moment, right? Like they're jumping from surgery to surgery. And we do have that in this episode. The but montage. I felt, like that was, I felt like that was the vibe the whole episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, but like also not in a great way. Anyways, okay. There was never just a downtime to make it seem more intense. It was just so intense the entire time that it was like, eh, I'm kind of bored. Oh, that's fair. Um, okay, so Derek. Let's talk about Derek and Mary and Rose and Steve. So, and the, uh, excuse me. At the end of the last episode, Derek's monitors Who's Steve? went out. Oh, Steve is yeah, the intern. I get it. Yeah, intern man. Steve. And so they're like looking. Steve goes to the nurse's station to make a call for like IT people because the IT person for the company is in Spokane, which is five hours away. Which doesn't feel helpful. Um, and so then Rose Didn't is I like, tell you? Didn't I predict that? Yeah, but also like anyone could have predicted that. Anyone Didn't who's ever tried I to get any correctly, kind of IT help. You guys see how she minimizes my correct predictions by trying to make it seem like they're easy? Listen, Shondaland knows no easiness. Yeah, everyone's definitely on my side. Anyways, okay. Oh. So, oh, so. Yes. Yes, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Derek. Okay, so Rose says, oh, before I switched to nursing, I did three semesters of computer science. And she's like, maybe I can, like, I don't know a lot, but if it's something, you know, pretty easy, I can at least give it a shot. And he's like, well, I do really like this part. He says, I'd feel better if your voice wasn't shaking. And she says, my voice shakes when I'm nervous. I'm an imperfect person. That is so funny. Call him like out, she bitch. owns it. Call him out. You know what? Shut the fuck up, Derek. Don't be a turd. Also, get off your goddamn god complex and come down here with the rest of us. She's yeah. trying to help you. 
Also, how many trout have you eaten, murderer? Uh, <laughs> trout murderer. <laughs> trout murderer. No trout about it, am I right? Uh, and nice. thank you. Thank you. Uh, the thing that's... Derek's kind of like, all right, guys. Rose, perfect. Three semesters. I also took three semesters times 100 to be a neurosurgeon. Like, he's kind of a pompous douche he comes around it's kind of like why i don't like him at all as a person yeah he's (laughs) like my whole personality uh anyone could beat anyone could beat three three semesters yeah and then he should be easy to beat oh santa rose that's a party school and she (laughs) goes do you want to insult my education or do you want me to fucking help you like good on rose good on rose get it it, girl uh but it's funny because he's like all right Who's the, who's gonna have a hard time beating this three semesters? And then no one does. And he's like, "Oh well, fuck! Now you have to help me. I'm yeah. screwed." But she fixes it. She wins. She's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he reconnects the wires because, of course, he still has to be involved. It has to actually be him because he's like the way that he is. So they fix it. They save the patient. Mary's gonna be fine, which is good news. We stand. We don't want her to die. Um, tell me your feelings about their kissing. I, I like it. Uh, I think they have good chemistry. I think it's, I it, it came on the heels of an actually kind of like a, a cute, funny scene. Uh, because mm-hmm. she's like, man, you saved that woman's life. And he's like, I didn't save her life. I just gave her all motor function back. I was very <sighs> incredible. I made sure that she would have an incredible quality of life. And I am impressive under stressful situations, but no, you, you, Rose, you saved her life. I'm so humble and important. Yeah. Uh, I I like their chemistry. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's listened to any of my opinions on Derek knows Mm -hmm. that I really don't care about him and Meredith. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't feel Chandler and Monica about. Derek and Meredith. I don't feel Ross and Rachel about Derek and Meredith. Ross sucks. Ross sucks. Maybe I do feel Ross and Rachel because man, does Derek suck. I I like Ross and Rachel together. I hate Ross by himself. I actually hate them together. Oh, I like them together. Uh, But he's such a piece of garbage. He is a piece of garbage. How dare Uh, you not call me and tell me all. I'm just coming to where you work to set your desk on fire. Why aren't you grateful? He's we were a on a break. Uh, you know who really got shafted is Joey and Phoebe should have ended up together, but she got no, Paul Rudd, I so I guess you know. Here's the thing: I don't need them to end up together because I need Hollywood to accept that platonic friendships are a thing. True. And by putting them together, I feel like they're saying you cannot have platonic friendships. Everyone eventually falls in love with each other, and that's not how I feel. I mean, I feel like you and I are very good. Uh, examples of platonic friendships existing yes for long periods of time and this is why we're gonna end up in hollywood because we have to break the cycle Um, uh okay but yeah so i I think they have good chemistry i i like them together i know that they're not gonna end up together be more different than meredith which obviously i think is intentional like they're like this is essentially the anti-meredith in a lot of ways yes um it's a bummer that seconds later after like their mouth fuck which also rose is like okay thanks bye yeah i love her oh thanks bye i love that (laughs) so funny and then then meredith's like hey let me spill my guts out to you and then i don't want you to say anything i'm gonna go away 
And Derek just like smiles and nods and is like, do you think he was uh. about to tell her? Because she starts, he starts to talk and she cuts him off. Do you think he was about to tell her what happened? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I also don't know. I don't really, I don't feel that Derek really knows what, what's going on in his head. Derek to this point in my head, I think the North star of Derek Shepard that they gave to Patrick Dempsey as his inner monologue and his motivation is Mm -hmm. Derek doesn't actually know what he wants. And it talk, he talks a big game Mm -hmm. because he keeps saying, I just want Meredith. I just want you to like, I know what I want, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like you don't know what you want. It sounds like coming from the words of a guy who doesn't actually know what he wants. He might know what he wants, but he doesn't know how to have it. Like he wanted to be with Meredith, but all he had to say is like, Hey, I just went through this really bad thing in New York. I feel like I'm in a place where I'm ready to date, but my wife might show up and be incredibly stunningly beautiful and talented. Just a heads up. Yeah. And she may be so stunningly beautiful and talented that it makes you look like a piece of garbage. But it's okay. That like he does know what he wants. I just think that he thinks he shouldn't have to put in any effort to have it. Yeah. Does that track? I feel yeah, like that. I, get that. I feel like that's a good explanation that. for Derek. He's the kind of person who like his whole life things have just kind of worked out for him in relationships. And so he's like, you know, it's just this. It's like, oh, you meet the girl, you marry the girl, you you're with the girl. And then he like the girl fucks him over. He's like, I'll just start over. I don't I don't need to do anything. I don't need to do any work. I'll just do it yeah. again. It'll be fine. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel. Like he wants it and he's like, I can just have it. I don't I don't need to do anything. I I just get to have it. <laughs> The so. the best part of this relationship piece between the two of them, and shout out to Kelsey because she texted me in a, an exact timestamp that <laughs> I didn't I it didn't click for me. I was just watching and I'm taking notes and I'm watching this for the first time and it gets pretty intense and I don't I, I miss some things. But after uh, Derek like does the wire things and he has kind of this sweet moment where he's like Rose like you forgot something like take a breath think this through and she's like oh, okay. Oh yeah, the, the the restart button. That's what I forgot. The button. I forgot it. And then he's like, "Good job." And he pats her on the head like a little condescending puppy. And then he walks away and she goes, "Derek." And he goes, "Yes." yes. <laughs> guys, guys, if you want, just, I tried to figure out a way to record it. Maybe I'll try and figure out a way to record it tomorrow and put it on Instagram. Like I'm going to do my best because it's fucking dumb. This man, I can't. He straight up is like, oh, how do you do? What can I help you with? (laughs) I need you to specifically note how Derek says the word yes at 18 minutes and 51 seconds because it seriously has me laughing so hard. I was watching it and for some reason I noticed it and it passed and it was like 10, 10 or 20 seconds later and I was like, did I imagine that? And so I rewound it and I was like, no, that motherfucker just said that so weird. And I think he was just playing into like the flirtiness of like, oh, somebody new. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, she's talking to me. But like, guys, if you have a minute to go fucking 18 minutes and 51 seconds, Dr. Shepard, yes, your gloves or sleeves or whatever. I don't know, yeah. guys. It's so bizarrely not Derek. It's hilarious. And I f- was laughing out loud, actually. The funny like, thing is, is like unreal. Po- 
poor Steve is like, hey, Derek, can <laughs> you yes, you're at you can you get your your house over here, Hello? please? Um yeah, no, it's it's just totally like the gravity of the situation is completely thrown out because Derek is like in his little world of going, Oh, this girl. She thinks she I'm likes cute. Me. She likes me. She wants to put her tongue in my mouth. Also, their kiss, like they like really kiss. They they kiss. They kiss hard. You know who else kisses hard? Huck and Quinn. Whoa. Oh, dude. <laughs> No spoilies, but she like licks his face and then they, they mouth just, like, fuck. lick each other literally all the time. They just like lick every time they kiss. They're like, blah, 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 blah. like both tongues yeah. are out of the mouth and they're touching. It's it's very um, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Incredible. I love it. Um, yeah, she says, thanks. Bye. And that's the notes that I have. That's what I got. I, I like Rose, though. Um, call me crazy. I know I said this the last episode. I'm going to reiterate it. I think Rose is more attractive than Meredith. Um, she seems so. to have she seems to have her life together more. We don't know much about her, but she seems to be less um, traumatized by her childhood. <laughs> yeah. Less child of Ellis Gray. Ish. Yeah, yeah. She does seem to not have Ellis and Thatcher as her parents. Yeah. Anything else you got for for Derek and and uh, Rose and and all of them? No, I think that's it. So shall we get into the to the Shane Bailey Tucker of it all? Uh, can we? Let's see. Let me just think. Yeah. So the rest of this episode, I think, pretty much is going to be. Well, we did. We we didn't really talk a ton about Seth uh, Seth Green and Lexi. No, we didn't. We didn't. We can talk about them. Let's do that first, and then the rest okay. of the episode we'll talk. Uh, the the basically because that includes uh, Christina. It includes mm-hmm. Bailey, George, Tucker. It includes all the rest of the shit in the episode. So yeah, let's let's talk about Seth Green and Lexi. Nick, so Nick once and they finally come back to the storyline, like halfway through the episode, um, she gets she gets uh, Nick to get the nurse, like call on the phone to the nurse's station. And she has she tells them what happened. She has them page Christina and Sloan and to call a code blue. And he's like, why would you call a code blue? Like, isn't that what happens when people die? And she's like, my guy. My brother in Christ, I am holding your carotid artery betwixt my fingers. Can you just accept that we might need to call a code blue? Also, this is on the heels of he's got all these one liners. He's like, I holy crap, my artery blue. Like your arteries outside of your body, man. Like, they really wrote this part specifically for Seth Green. And I don't know if they did, but like I feel like they did because he played it perfectly. Oh, so good. The the scene where they're like his vein is flaccid and he's like that's not That's not a nice thing to say at all. Like guys, I'm trying to impress this girl right here. Don't be out here calling my veins flaccid. Come on. If I make it out so of this, good. I'm going to have a hard time recovering from this setback that you are causing me, good sir. It was baffling to me that he could possibly lose that much blood and still just be sitting there having (laughs) conversations. I was like, how are you? Shouldn't you be less conscious and also way less like you should be very pale? Well, Lexi was like, they're putting in as much as you're squirting out, buddy. (laughs) Like, it's fine. (laughs) 
He's like, are they though? And she's like, probably not. My like, it's a lot of blood. It's like your entire body of blood. You got them flaccid veins, bro. And every time you move, uh, you squirt a little (laughs) blood here and there. It's and I slip sometimes. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. you need to stop doing that. It's like not going great for anybody in that room. Oh my gosh. Uh, Also, Christina does great under pressure. She does not surprising. Obviously, she's hardcore. She goes, she goes, she leaves Bailey surgery. She's upset. We'll get back to that. She's upset, but she goes to Lexi and she's like, you, you're doing great. Don't cry. It's not done yet. So don't cry. We're going to be fine. We're going to page. We're going to get him down to the OR and we're going to save him. Unfortunately, neither of those things happened. (laughs) Mm, Nope. It's all a lie. Um, they did their best. Unfortunately, their best was crash. Yeah, he has a stroke and then his vein blows again, which I don't understand how, but he's he's not setting them up for success. Like they're trying hard and it kind of seems like he's not trying at all. Who, Nick? Yeah, <laughs> they're trying really hard Selfish. to save him and he's trying really hard to die. And it's just like, can you just get it together? Yeah, he, the, the other two one-liners that I have... Uh, He's like, I'm feeling weak. And she's like, well, well, like how? And he's like, I'm feeling weak like a person who's losing a lot of blood. And I'm like, tracks, tracks. <laughs> yeah, let me just check your chart here. Uh, yeah, that um, that's good news because you, yeah. you are that. So, And then he goes, yeah. I'm in love with you now, uh, which is hilarious because yeah. it's just the writing on the wall. It's the writing of the contract and blood on the wall. Mm-hmm. The death contract. She's covered. She's completely soaked in that man's bodily fluid. Yeah. Can you imagine? And then it's like, you know that when that dries, you're like so crusty. Like it's a long time before she can shower. And it is on her. It's probably in her mouth. I can, I can imagine that dried blood in that copious of an amount just does not smell good. Also, when they pan to it on the floor, I'm like, that's not enough blood. Like when no. they roll him out and they show the blood, I'm like, nope, nope, mm-mm. that is yeah. not enough blood. There needs to be 18 more of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Uh, they really stack the deck against this guy. Um, but then we get like the, the scene where she's just saying over and over, please live, please live, please live. Yeah. Um, and then Han is like, She's saying like, don't die or, or please. Yes. I also noted this and I definitely don't think I would have noticed this had we not been like taking notes that, uh, that part where again, it's very gray. It's like climactic switch, like cut from surgery to surgery to surgery, all at like the point when anybody could die at any given moment. And every surgeon is doing that, but in a different way, like Richard says, fight, come on, Ray fight. Sloan saying, come on, come on, come on. Han saying, you don't get to die or like you will not die or something like that. Bailey is saying something also. I wrote it down. Hold on. Have it. Is that when she says I've come too far to rising above for you to die? Something like that. Uh, no, that's after that. Oh, good God. Don't crash oh. your computer trying to get this note. It's okay. But either way, yeah. they're all saying this. They're all saying some, some, semblance of the same thing yeah so i'm saying come on nick uh lexi please live derek derek is telling mary you can do it you could do it 
Han saying you will not die, Richard saying fight. So Bailey isn't there at this point, but yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the end scene where Lexi was telling Christina and Christina's actually being nice. She's like, you were brave. This you is did such the right a thing. good Christina scene. From really this a good scene, Christina episode. It, it's a good Christina episode from this scene all the way to the end when she takes Lexi home and, and they're mm-hmm. all together. It's a good Christina moment. I have a little bit of questions, question marks around the other Christina, the Christina and Bailey scene, but oh, I this, love that. But we'll get this to one, it. yeah, I, I'm going to need some exp- explanation because I'm I'm a heterosexual white male and I don't understand everything all the time, <laughs> uh, which I am going to acknowledge my ignorance and call it out. I appreciate that, and yeah. that's how we make progress. It's true. Um, Lexi was like, "We killed him," and it's because they were underprepared. Right. It, yeah. We have to remember, and I forget sometimes it's a teaching hospital. These mm-hmm. things happen. Although I really, that really, the situations surrounding that in this episode weren't specific to the teaching aspect. It was just like the perfect storm of everybody who was in an OR could not get out of an OR. Like I understand Derek's that thing with Mary was going on. Han's patient was just like refusing to stabilize. Um, Shane was just being a piece of fucking shit. In every way conceivable. They should have just demoted him to a procedure room and said, all right, (laughs) Dr. Evil's son is in here. We got to take care of him. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I, I know that it wasn't necessarily that the the pieces that led exactly to the deaths was not directly related to it being a teaching hospital. But the fact of the matter is that they are all still learning. It's not a hospital of all Bailey's or all yeah. Sloan's and Hans, right? No one, nowhere is, but this hospital has, you had Alex who was doing an irrigation when the, the heart grafts blew. You had Lexi with, um, Nick when the, the carotid blew. you had Meredith who was doing these surgeries with, uh, this, this procedure with Ray, mm-hmm. you have Izzy who is kind of bouncing around all over the place, but, and then George really didn't do shit. He just was out yeah. here trying to save Messenger. Bailey's marriage. Yeah. It, it's just, it was a perfect storm where no one was perfect in what they were doing in this episode. And I think that yeah. was Lexi's point is we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And especially and her, she's an like, intern. Yeah. She's, I yeah. mean, Chris, she says this hospital killed him. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. That tracks. And she's like, it, that's sometimes that's just what happens. And, um, Lexi's like, but that's fucked up. And Christina's like, well, we help more than we hurt. So what can you do? That's medicine. That's medicine. Yep. Yeah. So it's a bummer that, uh, Nick dies, obviously, because we all like Nick, but he's a big name actor. You can't keep Mm -hmm. him in for this long. Surprising. They got him for a two parter, right? Um, anything else you want to add before we go into the Nazi? No, I think that was, I think those were all the good points for, for Nick and, and especially the end scene with where Christina's talking to Lexi and Lexi's just like, I have no one, which I think is why she was latching onto Nick is because she was like, Oh look, I can have a friend. Like this is someone that like could be my friend, like he'll live. And then like maybe when he's out of the hospital, like we can be friends. And then he just dies right in front of her. So that doesn't work out quite so well. Um, but 
yeah, I think that was part of why she got so upset. Also, like, I do think it's also like her first big patient, like traumatic death like that. And um, do you have to work tomorrow? Because you are oh, yeah. going to be hungover. <laughs> no, I'll be good. Um, I got to work at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Great. I love that for you. Um, so I just think this is like one of those patients that is really going to, you know, kind of how like Bonnie was such a big deal for Meredith. Like this right. would be that for Lexi for sure. So when Lexi drowns, Seth Green will show back up. I hope. To talk her back to earth. I hope. Uh, the thing that I liked about the end, and this is the last note that I have, is Christina, she's not healed. I don't think that she's completely healed over the Burke situation. But I think that she's in a spot right now where she's like, okay, I can understand that Meredith needs some healing too. And this isn't just uh, Lexi's alone, but like also Meredith is kind of alone. And but everyone, two birds, one stone. Two birds, Am one right? stone. Yeah, I I may not be healed, but I'm healed enough to understand the the sanctity of efficiency, everyone. And that's <laughs> also where like at the end of the day, she just like she has a soft spot. Like she comes she off does. callous and hard, and like yeah. but at the end of the day, she cares about the people she cares about. And she's been in this situation, you know, with she sees obviously the Meredith and Lexi from Meredith side of it, but now she's starting to see like. And, and and she knows about drunk Thatcher probably from Meredith from a couple weeks ago. So I think she's just kind of putting it all together and being like, we can, we're all in this together at the end of the day. Like we all have these experiences that trauma bond us. So let's fucking trauma bond and get drunk. love, love a good trauma bond. Am I right? We trauma yeah. bond constantly. Ooh, child. It's just like everyone at Disney is just trauma bonded from 100%. working at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you know, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that was it. I just love Christina and I just love it when she when she has a little glimmer of like. Humanity. When the walls come down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like when she's a good friend. I'm waiting for Burke to show back up and be like, I'm back <laughs> to finally marry you. And then she's like, uh, I married Colin Marlowe. So um, I married Lexi Gray. So I'm good. Yeah. She's much hotter than you, Preston. Well, that's not true. But mm, anyways, okay. <laughs> depends on who you ask. That's probably true. Uh, okay. So Bailey, Shane, Tucker, George, Nazis are garbage. Yeah. Also, I was joking last time, but I did not see that. Or sorry, fuck. I meant to say I was. I didn't do this on purpose last time. I'm doing it on purpose this time. I did not see that coming <sighs> with the whole fixing of his tummy, tummy tuck, and also that's how fucking we, that's how Tucker. We like to say immediate karma. <laughs> yeah. Not immediate Carmen. Immediate Carmen is a very good thing. Medium. Hmm. Um, no one has ever had immediate Carmen. Everyone always has 30 minutes late Carmen. Mm, yes. But 30 minutes late <laughs> Carmen lasts for six hours or more every time. It's so, er- it's, it's so much time that you can be early and then you have one minute to be on time and then <laughs> late lasts forever. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. That skit is so funny. I was thinking about that. Who, I don't remember who it is, but yeah, he's like early lasts for hours. <laughs> you can be early for hours days even late lasts on time forever. is one minute and late is forever so funny um okay 
So yeah, Shane is still still a piece of garbage. garbage. So you mentioned, I will say, I wanted to mention this because I'll forget. In the last episode, you were like, I'm confused. His partner is black. And that is addressed. So they do address that. George is like, oh, wait, you're friends with her. And he's like, uh, yeah, I just don't want her to like marry into my kind because I'm a piece of garbage. Yeah, he so he wrote to, I, I wrote this down. He says, I'm not the devil. I'm just a guy with a belief system. And I wrote the devil also has a fucking belief system. You oh, dickhead. What like, the fuck? If your belief system aligns with Satan. Then you're <laughs> not a great guy. You may not be Satan, but you're not. You're a stone's throw away. You're pal. just like you're you're chumming up with him, you know, bumping elbows with Satan. And you are playing. Satan. Texas Hold'em. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, George is relentless. George just, is savage. I The note I wrote is, this is the best George moment to date. In my opinion, there is not a better George scene than this scene at the end when he is like telling Shane what happened. And Shane's like, well, Dr. Bailey did this on purpose. And he's like, you know what? Um, Yeah. But if it was me, I would have killed you on purpose. So fuck off. <laughs> and then he's like, and the world would be a better place with you yeah. dead. If we're going to mention our belief system, here's mine. <laughs> I wish I could murder you legally. <laughs> I'm not the Satan. I'm not. I'm not Satan. I'm just a guy with beliefs. And I believe you should be dead, sir. NBD. I will kill you if you come back here. Don't ever look at me again. The, the, Anyways, I, the best thing- George mean hands down it's so good the i was so okay i didn't expect this to end the way it did because here's the thing bailey sends everyone away and she is with this guy alone a long time (laughs) multiple times every time george gets back who is only there because of his nazi request yeah Bailey's like, go. I need you to talk to my husband. Go. And he gets back. And he's like, and she's like, don't even fucking worry about scrubbing in. Go. I'm going to kill this dude while you're gone. Go. And then Christina, go. Then George comes back and she's like, fucking go back. Like she's there alone. A lot. Yeah, with but this she would never. Guy. Bailey would no. never. I That's was worried. I was worried that he was going to die for an unforeseen oh. circumstance and she was going to get blamed. I see what you're saying. Yeah. She was that putting herself into a scary situation. And she does say, a person can only rise so far. There is a ceiling, and I am about to hit it. To which yeah. Shane says, BRB, gonna try and die again. Just hanging out with a devil down here in hell. Also, you have to say, like, the anesthesiologist is always in the room. At the very least, there's probably scrub nurses, right? Yeah. I'm sure yep, so. one of them maybe somewhere is white. Like, I don't yeah. know. Because the, the anesthesiologist, if I'm understanding correctly, that gentleman was Asian. Did appear to be Asian, yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's what this is one of those scenes or episodes rather where you're like, the people that deserve to live did not get to live, and the people who no, I'm not going to say deserve to die, but I will say like what George says, the world would be a better place if they weren't there. They live, and that's a sad reality because. Those those people are in the world. There are there are people that make the world a, a worse place, and um, they don't die in ambulance crashes. Yeah, they just keep making the world worse. So that's 
all we can do is try and make the world better. It's true. And when the Nazis reach out to you via your rocket mail accounts and your AOL accounts, everyone (laughs) say no, Mm -hmm. just say no, delete that email. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not okay. Um, so Bailey and Tucker. Woof. This man. It is obviously we are meant to be on Bailey's side. She is like the main, but she is the one we know and love. No one out here does not like Miranda Bailey. It is. You have to kind of imagine like, it's easy to say, oh, she's saving someone's life. Like, yes, she is. And that should be a priority. I agree. Um, I think kind of maybe what happened is when they got married, he was like, yeah, I'll be fine with it. And then he also hit a ceiling, right? When she's like, yeah. I'm, there's a ceiling. He hit that ceiling. I don't think he was fair. I think he waited too long to bring this up to her. I don't think he gives her a chance. And there is more that could have been done on, on the part of both parties. Um, I am obviously team team Miranda Bailey until death takes me from this earth. And then I will be team Miranda Bailey from beyond the grave. But, um, I kind of like, it's just, it's complicated and there's layers and it's understandable how someone could get there. However, I just sometimes think that like, if the other person is literally saving lives, maybe you could have some grace. Because that's important. Yeah. it's So this is a couple interesting things that you mentioned there. Like, George, straight up in the first conversation, tells Tucker, dude, she's (laughs) saving a white She's having a bad day. Yeah. Like, you think your day is rough. She's having to save someone who would rather see her dead or enslaved in some capacity. Like, he truly believes yeah. that he's better than her because the color of her skin and she's saving yeah. his life. And Tucker is so far gone, so jaded that he's like, okay, well, we're fucking well, done. I was loading the dishwasher this morning. So we both have it equally worse. <laughs> so <laughs> you know? our lives are both hard. Right. And I'm not going to even try to compare in any way or relate to what would be going through a black surgeon's, a black female surgeon's head if this was real, right? Yeah. I can't. I can't fathom that. What I would imagine, though, is that when you have a relationship with a black man and a black woman, I would imagine the husband in that scenario, if they're married, is probably going to have a little bit more grace than they're writing into Tucker's character here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's why I'm saying it seems from the very beginning of last episode all speculation storyline, he has made the decision to not have any like give and not to hear her out or like put any amount of understanding on her and her life and what she does on a day to day basis. And I am a stay at home parent. I know it's very difficult, but I also know like who I married and what I signed up for. And I didn't sign up to be a surgeon or to be the wife of a surgeon or the partner of a surgeon. 
Um, and I feel like you, you do go, you should be going in. And based on the timeline we're given, he would have known that she was going into surgery when they were together. So I don't know, like, but it really seems to me when you have an issue in a relationship, you can't only expect the other person to do anything about it. Like you have to come to the table also willing to, to work. And it does not seem like he is coming here and being like, the only thing you can do to stay married to me is not, is to stop doing your job, which is just unreasonable. And then when you yeah. add on top of it, these, these layers of like, like, Oh, now she has, they, they have a child and there was like a traumatic incident with their birth. And now she's chief resident. She's getting promoted. She has these like really big career, career goals. She's wildly successful. And now you're going to stay home from your job. I'm like, there's so, there are a lot of layers to it, but like, again, I just think that he's coming in and being like, you are the problem. We made a choice together for me to stay home and care for our child, but you're the problem. I'm now mad at you about the choice that we made together. Well, the interesting thing too is, so she's not working seven days straight, seven days a week, 365. So if it was me and I went through this being kind of the pseudo stay at home dad for the last four months, Mm -hmm. when Jessica was home, I was like, Hey, uh, this is what I need. Right. But it was a little bit different because we still had Marla with daycare. So it wasn't like a constant thing where I'm constantly with the baby. And that's respect to all of the stay at home moms out there, yourself included, who are with a baby all day, because I can't even imagine doing that. But that's the picture I think they're painting a little bit with Tucker is he's with uh, uh, little, Tuck. little Tuck all day long. And, you know, I get it. That's draining. But that's where you have to have that conversation of it's not we're getting a divorce and I'm leaving you and I'm tired of feeling like number two because you're always going to be number two to saving lives. That's just, I think, kind of fair. Yeah. Uh, but but that's it's what you like, signed up for. So. Let's create know, boundaries around your weekend. Let's create boundaries around your day is off. Let's create boundaries around your time. Let's find another way to create boundaries or create healthy communication within the relationship. He's going, he's already fallen off the deep end. He had his mind made up going into it. Exactly. That's the issue. Yeah. Which isn't fair to, to Bailey. Um, I think it's interesting that she keeps sending George out there and not taking advantage of the soon. She's saying soon, but then she's like, okay, just turn right around just turn right around and give him this message. Just let it simmer, Bailey. You're busy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just a rough, it's a rough storyline. And then she goes real, she goes for the jugular, though. Yeah. I, you, I took a vow to save lives. You took a vow forever. You're stuck. Yeah. We're, we're, we are stuck. Tell him that. And then he leaves. And like, do you maybe want someone who would care for you if you were in this situation. It's just all a lot. What other, yeah. anything else that you want to add on, on the Bailey, the Bailey, I mean, he just leaves. It sucks. He just leaves. So prediction. Yes. That's the last time we see Tuck. They're officially divorced. Okay. They're done. They're done. I mean, that's what he said. Basically. 
And she goes back to her maiden name, Miranda Bailey. But well, what is her maiden name? We don't know. Oh. You know because they get divorced. But like if you got a doctorate degree with that last name, you're you got your doctorate degree like with Magnolo. And let's say that your last name was Smith previously. So it's just like, I think it's like a more work to my understanding. It's more work. So like, I know people who were married after they got their doctorate and didn't change their name because they're like, well, this is the name on it. All my stuff. I don't know enough about that. I plan on never changing my name. I plan on I encouraging plan all on of my daughters my name and never being a doctor. So yeah, <laughs> I encourage, I encourage all of my daughters to have their, their future spouse take the Magnolo last name. So Hopefully we'll never have to deal with that here in the, in our bloodline. Um, <laughs> any random thoughts that we missed uh, before we go yes, into Christina rating? Christina Bailey. What? Christina and Bailey. The Christina oh, Bailey. yes, yes. Okay. I need you to explain it to me. Okay. I don't, I don't understand why Christina is so upset. She's got this. So here, I think I wrote, a, I made a note here. Um, so Christina's obviously upset at Bailey for pulling her off of Han's surgery. I don't understand when she says it's because the color of my skin and I resent it. Because I Bailey explicitly said in the last one, well, you're not black, but you're not white. So I basically, she was like using her to be like, ha ha. Like here's a loophole in your racism. Shane. I, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding. Christina's feelings in this moment. She was doing well with Han, which she worked really hard to get into that position. And she was going to be on this surgery that clearly would have been like a great learning opportunity because she was on the Nolston case. Right. Izzy took her spot when Bailey pulled her off. She was she was on Han's service. And like Bailey knows how hard she's working for that. And she knows she wants to be in cardio. Got it. That makes so, more sense getting into yeah. that. I think the the thing that I have a hard time understanding was was where in the beginning when she said it was because of the color of my skin, but I completely forgot that Bailey had said that in part one. Yeah. Of you're not black, you're not white. Yeah. Um which is unfortunate because there are we have other white people in this show. She could have taken Izzy, who is just white. And she end up, ends up taking George, and then Alex was there. Meredith was there. Actually, every other resident is white. Mm-hmm. Well, the in that in that little in that group class of them in yeah. that group, yes. So okay, um, thank you for explaining. I, I just uh, I think a little bit of that was lost, and I had just forgotten that that part there. But um, when you're looking at it from both those, excuse me, my goodness, all that meat that I'm drinking. Uh, both those pieces just got a little bit lost for me. Yeah. And what I liked about it is it's very matter of fact. She doesn't come in like yelling or anything. She's like, I understand that you're having a hard day, but now the day is done. And I need to say this because when you were focusing so much on what you were going through, you did not realize what you were doing to me on this same base of like the color of my skin and taking away from my education and something I'm working hard for. And she just says it matter of factly. And she's like, you need to know I'm like, it was not okay with me. And then she's like, just says her piece and goes. And I, I think it was like, I think it was well done in that way where it was like, 
a professional. It wasn't like accusatory. She's like, this is what happened. These are, these are the facts. Like you said that this was your reasoning and I'm not okay with that. And I understand that you had a hard day, but like, you're not the only one. Good day. So I just thought it was a really well done scene. The scene was well done. Mm -hmm. And the points now make more sense. And I appreciate you for walking me through it. You're so welcome. I appreciate you for asking. Yes. Um, And anyone out there. It definitely, if you don't remember that part from part one, I do think it would be, it would be like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. She does explicitly say it is because the color of her skin. So. Yeah, that, and that makes more sense. Also, anyone who's listening out there, I know that I've, I think I've tried to say this before. Um, obviously, Kelsey and I are going to have very different perspectives for some of the uh, challenges with this, but we're both white, and I know that, especially me being a straight white man, there's a lot of uh, white privilege that goes into some of my views, and I'm trying my best to really understand some of these things, and I'm going to ask questions mm-hmm. because I want to... Like you said, Kelsey, we don't, you know, make that progress without asking because yeah. I could very easily have ended up like fucking Shane. And I'm so glad I'm not. Uh, I'm also glad you're not because we sure as shit wouldn't be friends. Um, hell no. And that's something that is Shonda is great about in all of her shows is um, diversity, inclusion and addressing topics like this in this way where it's organic and and it like promotes conversation and it just makes you look at things in a different worldview that maybe you would have not experienced on your own. Can you imagine how terrible it would have been if they introduced Shane and the big reveal is the swastika? And I'm like, finally, someone gets me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, well, we're not airing this or doing any more podcasts and we will no longer be speaking. I'm so oh, sorry. I now have to call Jessica and ask about a divorce. Fuck. You know, but here's the pro- the problem that I have with that is that there are people out there who were like, finally representation in my in in my tv shows although i think we both pinpointed it in one of either part one part one or part one part two uh (laughs) last week of like that tattoo is just not realistic that's a lot of solid color stuff and that's a lot of pain done man i i get it it's wild mm, no thank you anyways throw them not to but yeah should we rate the episode we should rate this one individually first. All right. You want to go first? Yeah. I'm going to give this one part to. So last we had the same rating last time. We both did 4.5. Yes. I'm going to give this one. Uh, 4.3. Okay. Okay. Fellow point three because I think it's still good. It's a little choppy. Um, there's a lot happening. But a lot happens. So, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot happening, but a lot happened. So, it's very well done. I think you go. <laughs> I'm giving it a solid... So, so this is this is not going to make sense, okay? I'm giving it a 4.0, a fellow. Just an even okay. fellow. Mm-hmm. Okay? But can I tell you my two-part episode together ranking? Yes. It's a 4.9. Mine's a five. So mine was almost a five. You know, the one thing that would have held it, that would have gotten it a five. If Shane died, <laughs> if Shane died in an explosion. <laughs> if all of a sudden they're like, wait, shit, his carotid artery is actually a bomb. Uh, yeah. No, it, it was, I had a 4.5 and a four, but my 
overall went up and I'm glad you did too. You were at a 4.5 and a 4.3 and it was a five overall. Mm-hmm. We're pretty in sync on this. I didn't think it was the perfect two part episode, but I really liked it. I really. So what really made it not it. a five? <sighs> Shane lived. <laughs> like <laughs> The fuck? I mean, yeah, that was a bummer, but that's, that's real life. Unfortunately. I also, the only other thing that I would have really liked is, um, I don't think Izzy deserved deserved to get low roaded, and yeah, that did suck. And then I also I, would I have loved any amount of like if that woman had been like, you know what we didn't talk about? Alex what? fucking handing Ava oh, her reality on a my platter. Fuck! And then they just keep saying, going. You were saying some pretty similar things in last episode. I meant to listen to the the um predictions part of last week's but i didn't get a chance to but you were saying something similar where you were like she's married like what does she want and so he basically was like and he kept calling her rebecca and i it's important to note that she's like you need to call me ava like that's like and he doesn't yeah he keeps calling her rebecca he's like you this is not your life why are you here like you didn't come here to like talk to me and like have a relationship with me because you are married with a baby so if you want to fuck we'll fuck and he and he's like oh that girl you were talking to i'm screwing her also i got kicked out of surgery for a week because i snuck you in so like i don't have time to like baby you if you want to fuck then we're gonna fuck if you want anything else i don't have time for it so again it's like, and she does, does it. Him, she, like, does, does, does that make him an A plus person? No, but I appreciate the honesty. And he didn't. He didn't do that, and then was like sticking the penis right in with her saying no. She yeah. was like, "I'm gonna kiss you back. You're a dick, but it's true. You're you're, you're, you're honest." Um, uh, yeah. No, so I yeah. I agree. I forgot about that part actually. Uh, and. And there was the scene where Mark was like, what? Wait, wait, stop. I <laughs> yeah, made that face. face. I built that face from scratch. Mm. Uh, so funny. Um, but yeah, I just, with the Alex and Ava thing, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't see the, the means to their end. It makes no sense. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so what, what made this episode a five for you? The, these, this two episodes together, what made it a five for you? I just think I love it. It's very oh. memorable. Like as someone who watched it, you know, in 20, in 2007 and now it's 2023. And I remember very vividly, like all of it. Um, I think it's well done. I like the glimpses that we get into like Han. Um, I like, you know, it's this, there are storylines that suck like the Bailey and Tucker storyline. Like that sucks, but that's real it's to me. Sad. And I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it in shows and movies when things don't all just like work out perfectly because that's, that's real life. Like that's realistic to me. Um, and so, yeah, I just like it. It's a good one. And I like that it kind of seems like we're maybe on the right path with the Meredith and Lexi situation, the Meredith and Derek situation, obviously like there's going to be drama because he just kissed Rose and then she told him this and then she ran away. So it's like, just waiting for that shoe to drop but you know it's fine we're making progress we love to see progress it's true even if it's not always forward progress it can be backwards so. progress progress is progress <laughs> regress Congress. regress um uh, listen i live my life with no regress uh nice. any what what can i do to predict or what else do you have before we wrap this episode up in a tight little bow and go into a new season of our lives post Seth Green being alive. 
Um, if you want to predict Ava, Rebecca, and Alex. I think this is the last time we see Ava, Rebecca. Okay. I think you've said that four different times. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the um, last time that I'll say it. Um, Derek and Meredith and Rose. Derek and Rose are going to bang. Okay. And Meredith is going to find out. Okay. But Meredith, I think, is going to be like, I get it. It took me a long time. <laughs> and because the writers are making me want you, I'm going to be okay with it. Okay. Um, Lexi and Alex. Thatcher is going to walk in on them having sex in <laughs> Meredith's house. Oh, my. Um. George and just anything with George. I I don't I I I can't I can't make a prediction with George right now. I, I can't care. I don't have the will to care. I don't. The, the Izzy and George thing was compelling because I I wanted to see them work it out. I think they have chemistry. I did not want to see them work it out, and I got what I wanted. I knew they wouldn't, but I wanted yeah. to see it happen anyways. Uh. It's George, maybe George never actually gets married on this show and he just leaves the show a single person or he stays the show a single person. I don't know what he does. I have Mm -hmm. no idea. You know, not everyone gets married in life and that's fine. Izzy, Izzy leaves the show a single person. Okay. Um... Okay, that's probably it. I I can't think of anything else. I'm too sleepy, and you're too drunk. So (laughs) those are the good predictions. Um, We'll get back into it next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Grace Academy Pod. You can email us, graceacademypod at gmail.com. You can follow us at chaoticallykelsey and carmen.gabriel.official. And um, we just love, love our listeners. We had our highest stream day ever this past week and a couple of several high ones after that as well so we love to see it we appreciate you guys tell your friends tell your family tell strangers on the street and if you see carmen selling you some shoes no spoilies no spoilers if i if you ask me what i do outside of my job or what i do outside of this interaction we share together and i say i have two podcasts and i tell you one's a gray's anatomy podcast and you say oh my gosh i loved this part of the show when don't don't stop i don't want to hear it mm-hmm. because you're just spoiling it for all of us and this is the golden content the golden goose egg content and i love you all kelsey i love you carmen i love me everyone is loved <laughs> And uh, we'll How's see you all. Sitting, <laughs> sitting good. It's, listen, look at this tasty mead. Almost all, almost all gone. That's Jesus Christ. Uh, and we'll see you all in the next one. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
this extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 